Welcome to the CL Talks podcast. Each week, we sit down with different guests who provide unique and insightful perspectives on various topics. Let's dive right into this week's episode of CL Talks. Hello, everyone. Praise the Lord. I tell you, this is going to be a year that we are going to see great things happen by the power and the spirit of the living God. And uh, I know we have been through one of the most difficult years uh, that we have ever faced in our nation, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, just in general, people overall and around the world. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible clearly tells us that in the last days, there are going to be difficult uh, times. There's going to be perilous times, the Bible tells us. Even Jesus told us that it was going to be tough times. But what we have to do is make sure that we do not allow our love to grow cold. That is so important in the days that we're living in and the days that we are coming into. I believe, like Paul said in uh, 2 Timothy the third chapter, verse 1, Uh, He talked about that in the last days there would be perilous times. And the word last days there means the last of the last days. And so I think that we're seeing that. We're seeing difficult times. We're seeing trying times. We're seeing dangerous times. We're seeing violent times. We're seeing times of people acting in such behavior and conduct that we just shake our heads and say, how can anybody act like that? How can people do this? So everything just seems like to be in disarray. Everything seems to be like in confusion. And that's something that's important for us to understand And the reason it is, is because the Bible tells us that confusion is not from the Lord. And the Bible actually tells us in the book of Colossians, where there is confusion, there is ever evil work. So what we need is we need clarity. But we also need what we're concentrating on during our fast, and that is prayer. Prayer is so, so advantageous to us. And prayer is something that gets us through difficulties and situations. Prayer is what brings a divine intervention of the power of God into a place or into a circumstance that was not there beforehand until somebody prayed. But let me also say this. Prayer must be by faith. And prayer has to be taught. And I know that God has been putting in my heart in these these days that we're living in, teach my people to pray, to pray effectively, to pray properly, and to pray with the power of God, to pray with faith, to pray with confidence, to pray with expectation. It's so important for us to do that. And not not only just do it once in a while, not only do it when something happens in our lives, but we need to develop a daily routine of prayer, just like we develop a daily routine of eating. Uh, It's something that eating is is very important to us for the energy. Prayer is also important for us, for us to start our day. So many people wait till there's a crisis to pray. We need to start our day with prayer. Let me read to you from Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning with verse 20 uh, 20 and read through 29. Because I want to talk to you about, as we go into this new year, mission possible. Mission possible. All things are 
possible when it comes to God. Listen to this. So they brought, a, brought the boy, and when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. Listen, demonic spirits are real. Demonic spirits attack people. Demonic spirits oppress people. Remember what Paul said in Ephesians 6, chapter, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. For we wrestle not. We wrestle not against principalities. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness and in, in high places. He's speaking of the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of darkness are demonic spirits. Jesus spent two-thirds of his ministry ministering to the sick, ministering to people that were possessed and oppressed of the devil, casting devils out of people. And by the way, those devils haven't gone anywhere. Those devils are here. But at the same time, devils cannot procreate. Devils cannot multiply themselves. Why? Because they are demonic spirits. They are here. But they all, listen to me very carefully, they all know that they were defeated by Jesus. They all know that they were defeated by the Word of God. They all know the power of God and the power of the name of Jesus. You, you must remember that when you are dealing in prayer and you're dealing also with spiritual warfare and circumstances and difficulties that come into your life. So it says, when the evil spirit saw Jesus, he threw the child into a violent convulsion. In other words, when the devil knows that the power of God is present, when the devil knows that the word of God is going to be utilized, he will try to do everything he can to distract you from what you are praying about and the direction that you're going in. He can cause things to around you to begin to flare up, uh, things to, to become out of order. Uh, he, can, he can do things to try to scare you because he knows that if you stay with prayer, you stay with the name of Jesus, you stay with the Word of God, that you're going to see what God promised. So here's what he did. He fell on the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. You know why? Because the devil does not care about anybody. He hates all of us as human beings because we're created in the image of God. And, and Jesus said, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. And the father replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire and into the water trying to kill him. In other words, the spirit is on this child and he's trying to get the child to commit suicide is what he's trying to get the child to do. So the spirit often throws him into the fire and into the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us. Now listen to this because this is so important. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Now, let me say, say something about that. That is like you trying to, to pray, Lord, if it be your will. When we have the will of the Father, we know the will is in the Word of God. That's the reason that in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may know the good, acceptable, and perfect will or complete will of God. It's important in praying that we are going to renew our mind to the Word of God so we can pray 
uh, properly, but we also pray in the Spirit uh, too, because the Bible tells us, I'll pray in my understanding, and then I will pray in the Spirit also. So here we're, 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 we're speaking about praying according to the will of God, which, is it, 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 which we need to understand and know that 1 John the fifth chapter, verses 14 and 15, actually tells us that when we pray the word of God, we know, and which is the will of God, we know that God hears us. If we know that he hears us, we have what we have asked for. And then you have to fight the fight of faith until that begins to manifest, okay? So here's, here's what happened. So the Father said, have mercy on us if you can, uh, and help us if you can. A lot of times we are praying in doubt and unbelief. We're praying, God, if you can do anything, please do something, if you can do anything. And what that prayer does is it stops Jesus in his tracks. It stops what God wants to do. Because why? When we say, if you can, which God can do everything and all things, it, it really is a statement of unbelief. And here's what Jesus said. What do you mean if I can? Then Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. He had to get the man out of unbelief and get him into faith because unbelief stops Jesus. Remember, the Bible tells us that it was a time when Jesus was in his own hometown and he was there. Uh, he wanted to minister to people. And it says that he could not do any mighty works there because the people did not believe. And the Bible says that Jesus marveled at their unbelief. He, was, he could only do a few little things. Uh, 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 some people got maybe healed of just kind of a headache or uh, maybe a little pain or something of that nature. But he could not do any mighty miracles. No blind eyes were opened. The deaf did not hear. The lame uh, did not walk at that time. Why? Because unbelief negated. It stopped him from doing things. Listen, the things that God does in our lives, we must believe by faith. We must operate in faith. That's the reason it says in Hebrews, uh, the 11th chapter, verse verse 6, that those who come to God must believe, number one, that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who uh, seek Him. So it, it says in there that it, it, the only way to please Him is by faith, is by faith. And He's given us the vehicle whereby we can get faith, and that is the Word of God. So Jesus said, what do you mean, if I can? When you go to God, you need to know that all things are possible with Him, okay? And that's exactly what He says. Anything, all things are possible if a person believes. And the Father responded instantly and cried out, I do believe. Help me to overcome my unbelief. How do I overcome unbelief? Well, I must have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I pray the Word of God. I speak the Word of God. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Remember, you have power over the power of the devil. You have power over evil spirits. And he said, listen, he said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you, Come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into a violent convulsion and left him. And the boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. I mean, listen, 
when the when the enemy when the devil left him when the evil spirits left him uh, the young boy fell on the ground and everybody thought there man Jesus has killed him no Jesus actually gave him life he caused that demonic spirit to come out he he took authority over him commanded him to come out but another thing that he did is this he told him he said don't enter him anymore you have the power and the authority as a child of God to be able to say the same thing to the devil or when you are dealing with any type of demonic activity, you have the right to say any, anything that's attacking your children and, uh, 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 from the devil or the kingdom of darkness. You have the right to say, come out, loose them in the name of Jesus Christ and return to him no more. You can do the same thing with nightmares, uh, with your children or with yourself. You say, I rebuke that nightmare. I rebuke this spirit that's coming to bring nightmares into my mind. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and command it to be gone in Jesus' name. I'm not going to put up with this. Why would you put up with something that is coming and being instigated by the devil? Because we have power over him. Remember, Jesus gave you power over the devil. He gave you power over demonic spirits. And believe me, there are a lot of them all around us. And that's the reason in Ephesians, Paul said, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. But it's what's behind flesh and blood. It's what's causing flesh and blood to act in such a way that we sit there and go, wow. See, this right here, we, we, we look at Jesus was not dealing with the flesh and the blood. Jesus was not dealing with the convulsions. He was dealing with with the spirit that was causing the convulsions. He was dealing with the spirit that was causing this young man to have suicidal thoughts. You know, it's the devil. A lot of intellectual theologians don't, want, don't even want to talk about that, don't even want to say things like that because they think, oh, no, all that power is gone. That, that power died out when the, when the disciples died out, the apostles died out. No, no, no. Come on, folks. You, you're smarter than that. you got more spiritual sense than that. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he told us to do the same works that he did. What are some of those works? We are to pray for the sick. We are to pray for ourselves. We are to pray for one another. Uh, we, we are to come against the devil when we see him showing up. We have power there. Remember, it says the wicked one touches you not. And that's where we have to realize, you know, if the devil comes in an attack and he will attack us at times, you need to immediately, you need to take your authority. You know what to do. Don't allow him to push you in a corner. Don't allow him... To, to, to beat you up and push you down. You, you must stand up and use your authority. So the Bible says Jesus took the young man by the hand, helped him to his feet. But now listen to this. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Now, Jesus had already given them the power of his name to cast out devils. But something happened that had not happened with them before. This young man was acting in such a way that it scared the disciples. They literally had not seen a reaction like this concerning a demonic spirit. 
And so this kind of threw them off. And when the young man was thrown on the ground, just like it did with Jesus, and just like we, we know that it was the same thing what happened with the disciples, then they were like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And then John would turn to Peter, Peter, you take this one. I don't know what. Peter says, I don't know what to do with this. You know? and, and so it, it, it scared them, and, and they didn't know exactly what to do concerning this. And so it kind of threw them off to a point that they, they backed off and, and didn't do anything else until Jesus showed up. Now they're asking Jesus, why could we not cast that devil out? Now, let me just make this statement. They could, but they didn't. They could because Jesus had given them authority over all the power of the enemy. So they could, but they didn't. So what is the reason here? Why did they not? Jesus gives the answer. Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind. Remember, there are different demonic spirits. There are hierarchies. There is different levels of the organization of the kingdom of darkness. Remember what Jesus said? I mean, what Paul said concerning spiritual warfare? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. So there you see the organizational chart. And all of a sudden, they evidently are dealing with a spirit that is high up in the hierarchy, and they don't know what to do with it. But Jesus gave them the answer. This is how you're going to deal with any demonic activity, any demonic spirits that you come in contact with. Here's what Jesus said. This kind, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Now, think about this. Did they pray for the boy? Absolutely. Did they pray and believe that something was going to happen? I believe they did. But it did not happen. So Jesus said this kind only comes out by prayer. What did Jesus mean by that? Okay, we have all kinds of prayers in the Bible. One is the prayer of faith, believing that things are going to change, going to be able to to take place. I believe with all my heart, Jesus was saying this. Hey, guys, you're not spending any time in prayer. No time whatsoever. Listen, those who spend time in prayer, they're going to see the power of God released. Those who spend little time in prayer will see little power manifest. That's the reason it's so important for you to have a daily time of prayer. You know, and and not only praying in your understanding, because praying in your understanding is limited, but also praying in the Spirit. That means praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, which is so so important for us to understand that as Christians, and it's something that's not even taught on anymore, hardly. And so when the Bible says when you're praying in the Spirit, it builds you up. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, it builds you up. There's spiritual power there. As you pray in the Spirit, there, there, it's like a dynamo. Even when you, you know, you know, it's like your battery needs charger, you're run down. You need to start praying in the Spirit. Uh, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, I prayed a little bit in the Spirit. I, I, you know, I do a little bit. 
Uh, no, no, no. You need to get past the flesh and pray in the Spirit. You need to, because so, a lot of times, sometimes when you're praying in, and it's just by the flesh, even though you're praying in the Spirit, you kind of look at your watch and it, you've only been praying for like 10 minutes and you feel like you've been praying for an hour or two hours. And you're like, oh gosh, I thought, no, no, no. When you get over into the Spirit and start praying in the Spirit, you, you pray for an hour and it feels like you've been praying for 10 minutes. So you got to get past the flesh. you got to break through the flesh, break through your emotions, and continue to press in and praying in the Spirit. And what does the Bible say? Don't be weary in well-doing when you're doing something. And, and it's just amazing because when you're praying for a certain thing in your life and you're praying in the Spirit as the Holy Spirit helps you to pray, uh, you're going to know inside of your heart. You might not have to pray four, five, six hours, something like that, but you'll know in your heart. Uh, that, hey, man, I have peace about this right now. And you know that God has heard your prayer. Remember this, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying in tongues. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, he said that you are praying the will of God. You're praying directly to God. The Spirit praying through you, praying the will of God, uh, speaking to God. And then in, in Romans, the 8th chapter, it talks about 26 and 28, that at that times we don't know how to pray but we pray in the Spirit. There's a lot of times that the prayer that you need to pray goes beyond your, your, your natural understanding or your own intellect. And you've got to dive into the Spirit because this is the Spirit realm that we're talking about. This thing is real. Spiritual realm is more real than what you see today or in the natural realm because in the natural realm, everything's in the natural realm was created by the Spirit. So it's important that you begin to pray. The Holy Spirit has come along to be your helper. The Bible says your helper, your comfortable comforter. And so therefore, I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I don't know exactly what's happening in this situation, what's going on, but I need you to help me to pray right now as I begin to pray in the Spirit and I begin to pray in the Spirit, okay? So Jesus said this kind can only be cast out by prayer. So we know that disciples probably didn't spend a lot of time in prayer. And so when a difficult situation came up, man, they backed off. They didn't know what to do. And which means that if it was left up to them, this little boy would probably end up being destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things in your life that the devil wants to destroy. There's things in your family. There's things in your business, where you work, other things that the devil wants to destroy. That's what he does. Jesus said, in John 10.10, 10, this thief, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he wants to do. And so you, to, to be able to combat these days and these times, to be able to combat the difficulties that we're, that we're facing and, and we will be facing and, and, and some hard times that we will be facing in our lives. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 6, chapter, when the evil day comes, you don't know when that day is going to show up. You don't know what's going to come, but you must be prepared. Our military men and women don't know when something may break out and there may be a skirmish or a war. We don't know that, but they have to be prepared for when it does. And you and I have to prepare ourselves. We can't just lollygag and, and, and skip through the tulips and uh, all day long and not do anything, prepare ourselves spiritually, sit in front of the TV all the time because TV won't help you when you get in your difficult situation. The TV won't help you when the, when the enemy is, a, is attacking you. Neither with your social media unless you just ask people to pray for you but if people pray for you and you don't have perseverance and endurance you're going to fall away fall back and you're going to allow the devil to do what he wants to do but 
I, what I want you to do is understand you must be taught. And, and that's what I'm doing right now. And I want to continue to teach you how to pray. I'm doing that on Sunday mornings. How to pray. Pastor Cam and I are doing teaching you how to pray. Because right now, you need to know how to pray. So this kind, when you face this kind, you'll know how to cast it out. You'll know how to pray properly to receive exactly what you, uh, what you want. So, so again, uh, when difficult situations arose, the, the, the disciples didn't... Uh, didn't handle it very well. Uh, matter of fact, there's many times that we find them right there on this time, and even uh, even when it came to Jesus being crucified, uh, they were defeated in their faith. Listen to what Jesus said. Listen to when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was getting ready to go to the cross, and in Luke the twenty-second chapter, verse forty-three and forty-six, the Bible says, "Then the angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him." He prayed more fervently. He was already praying, and he's praying more fervently. He prayed more fervently. Jesus didn't just pray a little prayer, and boom, it's over with. Okay, guys, everything is great and fine. Jesus is going through major spiritual warfare, and Jesus is our example. There are times, man, you're going to have to pray through things, and you're going to have to pray earnestly and fervently. Okay, that, that, that is something that is so vital for your, for, for your success. It's, it's vital for you to be able to overcome these situations. You just can't get in, okay, Lord, okay, I'm just praying right now. There are times that the pressure's on you. You must pray through. And you say, what do you mean praying through, uh, Pastor? Until you know inside that you have a release that what is going to be done by the Spirit of God, by the kingdom of God, is going to be done. And you got to continue until you know in your heart there's a peace and there's a rest there. You, you must pray. I mean, I have time, at times in my life, sometimes when we've had difficulty, hard times, when our kids have been attacked and things like that, I would pray. Tava would pray. We would pray two, three hours just praying in the Spirit over these situations until we knew that there was a release, that we knew something was going to happen. But even after we finished, I kept speaking the Word of God, declaring what the Word of God said. And then if I needed to, I'd keep praying. There's times that I have prayed and prayed and prayed uh, uh, through things uh, in the Spirit many, many times and day in and day out until I knew that there was a breakthrough. So the Bible says he prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony. The Bible even talks about sometimes that we groan in the Spirit. It's called uh, travail. Uh, in such agony of the Spirit, his sweat, he was under such pressure, his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last... And now he's prayed through this. At last, he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them, now watch this, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. So many, they should have been praying at this time. They should have been interceding just like Jesus did. But because of their emotions and because of the situation that was going on, they just gave over to their emotions, they gave over to grief, and just did not pray. You just say they just kind of threw in the towel. Listen, your emotions will always put you into a position and a place that will bring you down and not raise you up. 
When you are emotionally distraught and you're going through something, you heard a report or something is happening in your life or there's difficulties going on, circumstances that are, that are rising, that's when you've got to lock in like Jesus did at his most, uh, uh, most pressing time, uh, most oppressing time, most difficult time in his life. He, what did he do? He prayed. Why did he pray? Because that's what he had developed in his life. He had developed a life of prayer. That was He went from place to place, from prayer meeting to prayer meeting. What took place in the, in the middle was miracles. Okay, He constantly was praying. His disciples saw him praying all the time. And it's not, oh, that's wonderful, Jesus prayed. But Jesus is our example. The Bible says we are to walk, to live, to do the very things that he did. He, he came here as an example to show us how to live in this fallen world where sin and the devil and violence and difficulty and craziness is going on. He showed us how to do it. How did he develop a life uh, that, that he was so confident in where he was going, what he was doing, developed a, a life that he heard the, 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 the voice of God. He, he knew inside the things that he needed to do. He did that in prayer. It was developed in prayer. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't develop that, Man, you're going to find it so hard to get through this life. And difficulties will whip you upside the head, beat you down one way and down the other. Okay? And that's where you've got to understand in this life we will have tribulation. In this life we're going to have trials. We're going to have testing. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome. How did Jesus overcome? He did it through prayer, praying and interceding. Listen, I know we go to work. I know I, we go to work. Everybody goes to work. I know we have all of our responsibilities. I know we have children. We raise four children. I know that and understand that. But yet at the same time, I had to put, and Tava had to put, some spiritual disciplines in our lives, even with family and work and everything else. And we had to take time to spend time with the Lord, to spend time in prayer, to spend time in the Word of God. So, again, it says... And at last he stood up again and returned to the disciples only to find them asleep, exhausted through from grief. And Jesus said, now listen to this in verse 46, why are you sleeping? Man, there is a call today for the church to wake up. We cannot be complacent. We cannot be lethargic. We must wake up and understand we're coming into the last of the last days. It's going to be very difficult times. And this is the reason I'm pleading with you. Pastor Cam is pleading with you. Uh, Tava is pleading with you. Our pastors, our staff, everybody, we're pleading with you. Listen, you must learn to pray. Prayer is going to be taught. He said, why are you sleeping? He asked them, now listen to what he said. This is right reason prayer is so important. He asked them, get up and pray. Get up and pray. Now, that was not, hey, guys, come on, guys. Don't you want to pray? Man, I know it's tough. I know you're going through some tough t I know your emotions. Don't you want to pray? No, this was a very stern word to them. Get up and pray because he knew what was coming. He knew what was down the road for them. 
And he knew that if they didn't develop this prayer, if they didn't learn how to pray and get into prayer, that everything that he wanted them to do literally was going to fall apart and fall by the wayside. So he said, get up and pray. So now watch this. So that you will not give into temptation, the, tempta- the testing and the trial that comes your way. In other words, he said, don't give into the temptation to give up. Don't give into the temptation to stop. Don't give in the temptation to quit. Don't give in to the temptation to just feel sorry for yourself and nobody cares and, and all this crazy stuff is happening. No, he's saying, come on, get up and pray. Get up and pray so, so that you will not give in to the temptation. Get up and pray so that you'll persevere. Get up and pray so that you will endure and go through Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Why? Because I'm praying through that, bless God. I will fear no evil because I'm praying through that. And I'm praying the word of God. Let me make this statement to you. Prayer is not just a last result activity when nothing else is working for me. When I'm doing everything in my own natural strength, nothing wrong with that. The first thing you should do in any problem, in any difficulty, in any situation that you're facing is prayer. Is pray, but pray in faith and pray the word of God and use the name of Jesus. And when you know that the devil's attacking you with nightmares and saying things to you uh, that are contrary to the word of God, that's where you must stand up, get up like Jesus said, and speak to the devil. Speak to that thing. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God promised me to have sweet, peaceful sleep. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but somebody's been dealing with nightmares. And I'm telling you, it is time for you to take your authority and rebuke those things in the name of Jesus. You bind those devils that are trying to come in and and rob you from your sleep and disturbing you and making you, putting voices in your head. Rebuke them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what God, God tells us to do. So prayer is not the last activity. Like people say, you mean it's come to that? We have to pray now. It should be the first thing we do in everything and standing up and taking our authority. Number one, let me just say this to you. Prayer is first learned through teaching. You must be taught to pray. Jesus thought it was so important for his disciples. He knew that's how he got through his situations is through prayer. Listen to what in in Luke, the 11th chapter, verse 1 and 8. Listen to this. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, there he is. Jesus is praying. He is praying. The disciples saw him praying all the time. As he finished, and they they didn't disturb him. They respected. They honored that. As he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us. Teach us. Pastor Al, Pastor Cam, pastors on staff, Pastor John, teach us to pray. But here's the key. You don't pray just out of your head. You've got to have a heart of prayer. You, you, what comes in your head gets into your heart. You renew your mind with the Word of God, but it gets in your heart. And when you start praying out of the heart, praying in the Spirit, man, I'm telling you, you will lock in, and it'll be a prayer like, man, a place of prayer like you probably may have never experienced before, Okay? And so he said, Lord, teach us to pray. As John, here's, the, here's John teaching his disciples to pray. John himself 
who was a forerunner of Jesus. And the Bible says he was a burning lamp. I guarantee you his prayers were, were not cold. Uh, his prayers were on fire. They were hot. And, and he said, and, and, Jesus, and Jesus, said, Jesus said immediately, this is how you should pray. I wonder how long it took them to ask him to teach them to pray. But because they were seeing the results. And I guarantee you when people know that you are a praying man and woman and they see results, they'll come to you and say, I need to know how to pray like you did. I've had so many people say that to me before when I've prayed with them out in public. And they'll say, I've never heard anybody pray like that. How did you learn how to pray like that? And, I, of course, I did. I learned. I, 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 I had people teaching me. I went to the Bible. I, I read books on prayer, you know, studied these great men of God and women of God who spent time in prayer. So he said, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. In other words, our Father. you got to understand that God is your Father. He's your Father. He loves you. And he says, may your kingdom come soon. I pray that the return of Jesus, but I want to see people saved before then. Give us each day the food that we need. In other words, he says, pray for your daily needs. God wants you to pray for your daily needs. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Very, very important because you don't get answered prayer if you don't forgive people who have offended you or wronged you. You won't get answered prayer. You must forgive, and then your prayers are answered. And don't let us yield to temptation. In other words, protect us from the testing and the trial of the devil when he, when he comes. Protect us from falling away, okay? Then, then it says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose a friend went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread and you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out of his bedroom and says, don't bother me, the door is locked for, uh, for the night, my family and I are all in bed and I can't help you. But I tell you, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless uh, persistence. In other words, he, he's saying you, you don't bug God when it comes to prayer. You go to God because you know he's going to answer you. He's going to answer you according to the word. Remember what Jesus said in John the 15th chapter? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done for you. So the abiding of the Word of God, which is faith, where faith comes from, the Word of God, in praying the Word of God, but also praying in the Spirit. And what Jesus is saying here, don't give up in your praying. Keep praying. Keep on interceding. Keep believing. Keep standing. Keep rebuking the devil in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm out of time, but guess what? I'm going to come right back. The next Wednesday, and we're going to be teaching you how to pray effectively. Glory to God. And see your prayers answered in Jesus' name. And how to pray when these and we're going into these difficult times. Don't forget, continue to pray through your fast. Develop this time while you're fasting and uh, develop your prayer, okay? It's not just the absence of food, but it is you pressing in, drawing near to God. And it's you learning how to pray and continuing uh, to pray. Can you say amen? So, so don't forget, 
Continue to study the Word of God. Continue to listen to us about prayer, and you're going to see things happen. One of the greatest prayers that you can pray is the prayer of confession. What is that? When, if you've never received Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, then you say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. Forgive me of my sin. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. No prayers are answered outside of the body of Christ, okay? Prayers in the name of Jesus are answered. Very, very important. By the way, prayers are not answer, answered when I'm living in sin, okay? I'm in strife. Uh, you, prayers are not answered. So if you're living in sin, you need to repent of it. I, Father, I repent of my sin in Jesus' name. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Father, forgive me in the name of Jesus, and then he will cleanse you of your sin. Amen? So keep praying. Keep pressing in. We're going to keep teaching you on this, okay? We love you so much, and we'll be, we'll be back to teach you more prayer. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.